What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Uh, we've got Zach with us again on this episode. Um, Shane and Brandon are still playing baseball. They uh, love to go out and play in some really cool like adult baseball leagues, and I don't know how they do it because my body would literally fall apart. <laughs> um, I worked uh, so uh, – I, I didn't realize that I had an uncomfortable intro, but I do again. Um, yesterday, my dad and I were clearing. Um, I'm having to move. I've got we've got some cows, and I'm having to move the cows to another pasture. Well, the pasture that we're moving them to is the fences are really bad, and so we're having to clear all the fence rows so that we can attach some new fencing to all the fence posts. Well, the fence rows are just straight covered up with nothing but saw briars and trees, and it, it you, like you can't literally you can't see the fences. That's fun stuff. And so <laughs> it's it's not like there's not. I'm sure there's a piece of equipment that you can get to somehow you know make this process faster. We've got a tractor, and we've got chainsaws and all all of that stuff. But with that stuff. This is still a manual job, manual work, <laughs> your butt off job. Mm-hmm. And my dad, who is unlike uh, most, he'll be 70 next month and he can work right alongside Sean and I um, right now. However, he was on the tractor all day, and I was walking on the chain with the chainsaw. You're the grunt for the day. I was, I was the grunt. <laughs> and, um, if you haven't worked with saw briars or if you're like not from the south and you don't know what a saw briar is, it's essentially a it's vine. A, it's, or a vine weed. it's a vine um, that grows out of the ground and off of trees that has thorns all over it. And that's why they call them saw briars. And so I against my dad's um you know, wisdom and advice over the course of the last 37 years because he and I have been doing this for probably 37 years at some point, whether it's, you know, getting deer stands down, ready to go up, um, did not wear sleeves. And so you can't see it on the camera, but I literally have <laughs> scarred up, I, cut up. I look like I got into a fight with about three cats. Bobcats. Yes. <laughs> Every time I get in the shower, it just, just burns. burns. <laughs> <laughs> so uncomfortable moment. If you happen to be working with stall briars, uh, clearing fence rows, wear sleeves, and uh, and then wear really good pants because the pants that I had on were thin. And sticking to them and poking you through them, and yep. it's scratching my you legs. Them. Look like my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna feel uncomfortable every time you take a shower. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Uncomfortable moment for the day. Um, you know, we're going to to get into a little bit what we talked about uh, on our last podcast. You know, Zach was uh, he was telling us he was he was driving here, just kind of thinking about um, you know how the. The Holy Spirit's been speaking to him in his life, and we're gonna we're gonna pass it on to him and let him talk about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So, I think that most of us that 
and it obviously depends on the way that God made you and the way that you think and the way, the way that you see the world. But a lot of us are very driven people. Um, the ones that are trying to become, you know, give security to their families that they never had as kids. You know, I think that that's kind of, that births a lot of our drive in what we do. And, um, I'm in a place right now where I'm kind of pushing really hard too on lots of things I'm pushing on. I just, uh, dropped my 100th podcast episode on my own personal podcast. Um, mm-hmm. got a YouTube channel going, recording content, posting content, uh, trying to grow a coaching and consulting program, trying to sell a business. Uh, and then all in the middle of all this, trying to be a, a good pastor and a good husband and a good father <laughs> and a good son to, to my earthly parents and then to my heavenly father. And so I know, and I've, I've, there's a, I'm trying to think of, I think it's Aristotle or Socrates or something, but it's know thyself, know thyself, know, get a gauge on how many times have I done this before and this ended with me in a huge fight with my wife or this ended with me doing something mm-hmm. stupid or this ended with, with me just absolutely burning the candle at both ends. Definition of insanity is <laughs> the same thing over and over and over expecting and expecting a different, different result. result. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, so, but, and, but I, I'm also fully convinced that you have to be uncomfortable to move the needle in your life. Yes. So like if I you're, agree. if you're comfortable, nothing's going to change or if it does change, it's going to happen very slowly. Okay. Which I think a lot of us are enamored with how fast we can get somewhere, which is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> It's like, why don't we just get there for sure instead of like, like, let's get rich for sure instead of getting rich quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like let's let's take you know twice as long, but let's do it in a way that's healthy. But we don't think that way. No, you know, and society I, doesn't celebrate that. You're exactly right. You know, we Gary, we Gary, want the easy button. We want it tomorrow. I yeah. don't. I don't know that that if Gary V is a Christian or not. I do know that Gary V uses a lot of <laughs> choice words, yeah. uh, but Gary V. Uh, really talks about that a lot. The he, slow he, and steady. He talks about how hurry. He talks about how rushing in business is. It's why people Achilles, are losing. It's the Achilles heel, basically. Yeah. You know it, it. It he 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 would argue like against building a fast any type of fast growth business model in any shape or form. It's like yeah. you can't do it fast. Yeah. You know. Well, the problem healthy. the problem is that. We do it fast, and we sacrifice the things that actually matter to get to what are we set we determine our end, end goal to be. So, for example, we're like, I want to build a big church, or I want to build a big business. Okay, so what constitutes a big church or a big business? Well, a big church is having lots of people, right? Having lots of giving, having lots of expansion, new ministries, new new staff members, new new building projects, new outreach events, right? right. That's what constitutes a big church. In business, what constitutes a big business? Revenue. Yes. Ching, bottom cash line, flow. cash flow. That's what constitutes big business. And what we find is that we sacrifice the very thing that God is entrusting us with, which is people, in order to hit targets and metrics and goals. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is there's an old there's a saying that says if you want to go somewhere fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody can keep up with me. So I often find myself going alone Mm -hmm. and getting where I want to go fast. But then who do I have to celebrate with? Yeah. And what systems did you, did you develop along that 
growth plan, right? Where you're the only one in it, yeah. Um, of to to prolong, right? That, that business, you know right. what I'm saying, right? Um, and, and so we we get just enamored with fast, and we get enamored with we need it now. And you're absolutely right. It's like, like, do I want to have a business that does a million dollars a year for the next two years that I started from nothing and got it there in eight months? but it burned out in two years or do I want to have a business that does 500,000 or 300,000 for the next two years. And then it goes to 500,000. Then it goes to 600,000, you know, like longevity is the game that nobody talks about that. Nobody no, It's not sexy. Mm -hmm. It's like Warren Buffett, like Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett had a conversation and uh, Jeff Bezos, who obviously built Amazon says, Warren, you're, 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 your investing strategy is so simple how you created wealth. Why, why don't more people do it? And he's like, because nobody wants to get rich slow. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody, mm-hmm. like, nobody realized that I've acquired, you know, f- 75% of my wealth in the, in the last eight years of my life. Mm-hmm. And so. And he's, what, 80? 85, yeah. you know. And so, and I'm, and that's absolutely right. I don't want to be 85 by the time I, that I'm wealthy. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, what are you going to do? Go take a nap somewhere? Like, <laughs> like, like, like I want to, I want to get where I want to go and I want to get there now. So, but the problem with all this and where we're, what we're getting to is that I, if I do not check my spiritual thermometer, I will boil over. Mm-hmm. I will lose complete and utter touch of what the Lord is saying and I will be leading myself. The worst thing you can do is outpace the Holy Spirit. And that's what we find ourselves doing on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Is that so true. The Holy Spirit wants to do something, wants to speak something, wants to lead us in some way, but we're too busy saying, I got this, to hear what what the the maker of heaven and earth wants to tell us today. Yeah. And so it's 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 this it's this thing where it's like, I don't think God is disapproving. Of our of our desires or or of our ambition, but I think where we go wrong is that we our hearts turn sour and we get more focused on the goal than the journey and the people along the way. And so it's like just the other day, there's there's this guy that I've been following for a long, long, long time. He he he's an entrepreneur. He owns an e-commerce company. He makes like metal signs, powder coated metal signs, and they are huge. He was, this guy was a, is a big time influencer. He's like Forbes, you know, uh, 30 under 30 entrepreneur of the year. Like this guy's big time and beautiful. He's a good looking dude, muscled up. Yeah. He's got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. He's got this, you know. Outside looking in, he's got it going on. Yeah. Ferraris, 9,000 square foot house, all these things. We just posted the other day about how his wife left him. Hmm. And he's like, all I was trying to do is provide for my family. It's like, no, you were using your family as a scapegoat to pursue your own selfish ambitions. Right. And we do the same thing. We're just not doing it on such on as big of a level. Right. You know, and so it's it's one of those things where the Lord has convicted me in a major, major, major way this year to, and I, I, I've not mastered it. I'm not saying I got it all figured out by any means, but it's like when I read this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, I sat in my truck and just sobbed. Like, I was like, this is the most convicting thing that I've read in the last five years. Wow. And and I think it's something that if you're driven, you know, people telling you that you need to slow down, we look at them like they're inferior. Because you just, well, you're just telling me that because you can't keep up with me. 
and we don't take it serious seriously and we don't find the value in slowing down but the thing about all of us and if we were being really honest all of us are at the at the core of who we are chasing two things we're chasing love we're chasing peace we're chasing the things that we're chasing because we think it's going to give us the love and the affirmation that maybe from other people from our families you know being a good provider taking care of our our wife and our children or whatever so we're chasing love but then we're thinking if i just make that much money then then or if i just accomplish this then we'll have what we need then we'll, we'll have the peace that we need but the reality is that we're giving up a lot to go in, in the, we're giving, here, giving up our peace really yeah you know and so you, you're you're pers- in your pursuance of peace you're giving up peace yeah you know <laughs> well we we and there is something to be said for delayed gratification where it's like i'm going to put in the work now so i can so i can live yes. my life the way i want to live it later mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like you know your kids are only going to be little ones mm-hmm. this they grow up fast so my son started kindergarten this year yeah Mine too. <laughs> and we dropped my son off at school. And I'm Neil, I'm I'm getting ready to like, okay, we're dropping him off. What does he need to know? And me and mom are like emotional already. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but it hadn't hit me yet. And uh I'm getting ready to kneel down beside him and like, okay, what are all the things that that a good dad would tell his kid right now? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. We're going to be a good friend to everybody. If somebody looks different than us, it's because that's how God made them, mm-hmm. and that's how it's supposed to be. Right. You know, like trying to think through all these things, and I kneel down. <laughs> we're literally in the classroom. Ugh. We're in the classroom, and I kneel down beside my, my little boy. Now, is this your first child? Yeah. Okay. This is my first. Okay. And mom's been a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. for the last two or three years. And so I kneel down beside him, and I get ready to say this before I even get anything out of my mouth. Start he's kind of like, he's kind of like staring out into the distance, and he goes, "Daddy, I just can't believe how fast I grew up." <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Literally, why don't you just take a Bowie knife and stab me in the heart and twist? Yeah. My my look at my wife and my wife just loses it in the middle of the classroom. And there's parents everywhere oh, and kids gosh. everywhere, and I do the same exact yeah. thing. We're like, there's other parents that are like wiping a tear from their yeah. eye. We're like, <laughs> like ugly crying, leaving the school. I literally cried all day long. I have never done that. I literally got to work and cried, sat yeah. there and cried all day, and it hit me that my five year old son is now a five-year-old son that's going to be in school for the next 13 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in our home for the last five, and I wasn't there as much as I'd hoped to be. And I hope yeah. that I did a good job. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> you know? And the good news is, is you have, you're just at the beginning, you know? Oh, I mean, for you know? sure. For sure. For uh, sure. It was an overly emotional day. I, I had the same feeling. I remember uh, our last child, and whenever she was walking Oak Forest Montessori, you know, we start they start Montessori school before kindergarten. And we, uh, you know, Catherine stayed at home with her like the first two and a half years. And then at the age of three, you know, I dropped my kid off and she's walking down the hallway with her lunchbox and they don't allow you to walk them to the classroom. And like, and, and I'm watching my kid uh, walk down this hallway at the age of three and I'm like, and I just start crying. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm a horrible parent, you know. You start I'm questioning just, everything you've ever done. Oh yes. my god! Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't imagine. 
my five-year-old saying that to me, oh, I would have lost it too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was awful. <laughs> it was great and beautiful and awful all at the same time. But yeah. it was just one of those things to yeah. where you it forces you to self-reflect and say, yeah. I think every parent in the entire world questions, am I doing a good job? I think that's universal. Most I think that we all feel that, feel that weight, feel that burden. But it really forced me to self-evaluate and say, am I building my life around the things that actually matter? That are that that when I'm on my deathbed, was it that I left my kids a financial inheritance or a spiritual inheritance? Yeah. Right. Was it that I that I built something that mattered or that they just mm-hmm. have the things that they wanted? And and if we value, it, it, we have to we have to reconfigure our value system. Mm-hmm. We we value <clears throat> accomplishment, we value achievement, we value hard work, and I I think that we should work hard. I don't. I think that God honors hard work. I think that He blesses hard work. Sure, He does. But it's 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 that that spiritual barometer that we have to constantly keep our hand on, keep tabs on, to, to make sure that we're not going sour. We're not going south. We're not g- growing distant or cold with our spouse. We're not we're not so far removed from the presence of the Holy Spirit that that we're saying, God, I can't even remember the last thing that you told me. I can't even remember the last thing that you challenged me with. I can't even remember the last time that I got in the Word and and, and got a a rhema word where the Holy Spirit revealed something to me through the through the words, right, you know. Right. And and it's because it's because everything moves to a list. I feel successful when I check off a list during the day, not when I have conversations. I don't feel I don't feel like and I did what I was supposed to do today when I when I meet sit down and meet with somebody, even though that oftentimes is on your list. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll put it on my list just so I can mark it off. Exactly. That's, that's the satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. That's the exact same so, so I have to constantly, I literally have something above my desk. I have two things above my desk. I have a calendar. It says your life in years and every line is a year and it's weeks. Mm-hmm. So you fill a bubble for every week. Mm-hmm. And so you have a 90 year life. And I get to see that I'm a third of the way through my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody walks in my office like, that is the most depressing and awful thing in the whole world. <laughs> I'm like, it gives me perspective. Yeah. Sure. It gives me perspective and it reminds me to focus on what's, what matters. The second thing is that I have is something that the Lord gave me about a year ago. Uh, and it's just, it's just this quote that, what things did you not accomplish today because you were choosing to instead invest in somebody else? And then I have in parentheses, this is a good thing, right. <laughs> you know, sure. like, cause I, I read that. And I'm like, Ooh, that's, I don't, that sucks. Right. I want to knock, I want to knock stuff off my list. Sure. And the, the whole, the whole premise of this is that we're going to total, we're going to live our life and we're going to grow successful businesses and we're going to, we're going to accumulate wealth and we're going to, you know, hammer out all these, these great accomplishments. And we're going to look back and we're going to say, man, is that what I wanted my life to be about? And one of the one of the the best things I have I've, I've ever read is like if today was your last day, and you were just had to do what you always do, is that what you would want to do on the last day that you were mm-hmm. alive? Mm-hmm. It's like obviously you can't spend every day of your life just hanging out with people, right? You know, right? But but it give it's that perspective of of am I consistent doing on a consistent basis what I what I want my life to be about? You know, yeah. Francis I gotta Chan, tell you, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I just he always says a hundred years from now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it just made me think about that. You know, I mean, like, what's really going to matter? You know, in a hundred years, you know, right. and what's, uh, you know, what is it? How much money you made? Is it the kind of car you drove? 
Um, or is it the, uh, the legacy, you know, that you instilled in your, in your children and, and grandchildren. And, uh, you know, um, it's, um, it is a sobering spiritual thought, you know, that we should all, it's a, it's a great way to check ourselves. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm I'm so much in that season, man. Like, like I am up in knee deep in this season, the same Mm -hmm. season that you're in and, and just, I love, I love the things that you're putting everywhere you are that are reminding you, um, you know, whether it's in your office or w- w- the things that you're doing. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that you're, you are, you, we always talk about building systems for our businesses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we better have systems built <laughs> around our spiritual business. Yeah. Uh, because if we don't, we're naturally going to be inclined to go into that saloon that's underneath where we live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I I mean, what do you mean by the saloon? The, the alcoholic living above the saloon, the, the, the world is, the world is, is easy access to, to, for us to fill what we think is valuable. That's right. right. And, and, and what we think is valuable, what we've been preaching to ourselves is valuable for, most of our adult lives yep. um, is not necessarily in line with what God has told us or shows us in his Bible is, is valuable. Did and, you know, you know, the Bible does not ever mention ambition in a positive light. Real hmm. Selfish ambition. I've, I've never you know? thought about that. It never does. And this is like, this challenges my theology, wow. like in a major way. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't like that. I yeah, don't like that at sure. all. But the Bible literally never talks about ambition. Hmm. That word, ambition, without the word selfish in front of it, yeah. <laughs> or or a tying it to a negative connotation. Sure, that's interesting. Yeah, hmm. I did not know that. But yeah. it, I mean, it preaches <clears throat> to what I've learned in the last just few years as to how God desires for me to live my life. You yeah. know, and and you know, which is again totally countercultural to everything that I have been taught from right. other people and from the world my entire life. And, yeah. and so it's, it's just something that has just been a constant battle, you know, within my soul mm. uh, of just trying to figure out how to navigate this world because I, I've never been convi- as convicted as I am now about making sure that uh, my walk with the Lord is paramount. Yeah. It's n- number one, you right. know, and it's such a battle, you know. <laughs> it, it, and it's never going to change. Yeah. That is never going to ch- like, Like, that's what sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it does. It's like you're literally going to have to live in the tension of it for the rest of your life. And that's why I love your calendar. Um, I love, I love some of the stuff that you're putting. Did you make that calendar? No, I I ordered it. Oh, really? I found it. Yeah. I came across an ad. I'm like, this is really morbid and great at the same time. Whenever you were talking (laughs) about that calendar, it made me, it made me think about my, my, our grandfather, mine and I was grandpa. He, um, he passed away on Sunday Mm, and, uh, and it made me think it, he was about to turn 85 um, mm. in this coming December. He would have been 85 years old. And it and it made me really kind of think about, you know, I'm 45 years old. And it made yeah. me think, wow, you know, um, 
if if I pass away at the age of eighty five, you know, I don't you don't have that much more time here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and life is such a vapor, and yeah. and it's it really, uh, sadly, it takes stuff like that to to force you to check yourself, you yeah. know. And uh, but I don't I don't want somebody that I love to have to pass away for me to check myself. Yeah, you know, I, I want to be in God's will now today, right. and. Uh, it um you know but the brevity of life is just it's unbelievably short mm-hmm. and uh a lot of people until they get into their late 30s and, and and get into their young 40s they don't really it doesn't really resonate with you the way it should in in my opinion um until somebody close to you or or you know uh somebody dies young or you have a friend die you know and you're like holy smoke you know uh, that could have been me or only have this much more time. And so that calendar, what is what, such a, uh, I, I, it's like a reality check. Yeah. We know? talk about how, you know, God, God will humble us, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, we're going, there's going to be moments where we either get the tap on the shoulder or the two by four upside the face, yeah. you know, and, and we talk about that a lot on this podcast. We talk about how, you know, we can either take God's subtle, you know, nudges, or we can wait until He slaps us upside the head with, with a correction. Yeah. Exactly. And at the end of the day, when you become a Christian, you are on a mission to be more like Christ. Yeah. That 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 is biblical teaching. It it is it is we we are on a mission to be more holy, more godly, and the Holy Spirit is in you. And the Holy Spirit wants you to be more godly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the end of the story. And so we're we're going on this mission of godliness, and how we get there is a lot up to us. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a lot up to us and how we get there. So I I want to experience the nudges and not the two by fours upside the head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I want for my life. Um, well, yeah. I, I think that one of the, one of the most challenging things that we have to come to terms with is the Bible is very clear about denying yourself. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, the reason I'm an entrepreneur is because I don't want to deny myself. I want, I want to have, I want to hold my own, I want to be the captain of my ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I want to buy this or that, I want to be able to make enough money to go buy whatever I want. Mm -hmm. If I want to, if I want to live in this kind of house, if I want to drive this kind of truck, if I want to do this, I want to do that. That's why I'm doing this. Right. So, so we, like when we, when you actually dive into the Bible and not like just skim over it, like a good Christian person does, but you actually like, what does he mean when he says deny yourself? carry your cross, take up your cross, and come follow me, it is not easy. It is at, it's actually denying yourself as like all the things that my flesh desires, I choose to lay that down. And not just like lip service, not just saying like, yeah, 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 I don't want to do that. No, no actually submitting my desires and my, my wants to the Holy Spirit, to the Lord and saying, what do you want for me? What do you desire for me? What is, what is the thing that, that you're asking of me? And what we'll find is something that, that makes us uncomfortable. Yeah. Talk about the uncomfortable truth. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like he's gonna he if if we could actually like and I wish this is a talk that I'm gonna have to have with God. Like, dude, can you just please lay it out for people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like I just wish that everybody could understand and know, and myself included, I'm not saying like I've got it figured out and wish you'd all figured it out, but I wish we could just know, like, God, what is your greatest desire for me? And and I can't like map that out over a long span of time, but I think we can all point it back to like, well, if I can't hear from God on a daily basis because I'm so busy and overwhelmed by my life, how am I going to get direction? Exactly. How, how am I going to get clarity about the the details of of the man that God's calling me to be? And I think the thing that's hard here too is that we're all, God has different callings on all of our lives. Mm-hmm. And we fall in love with other people's callings, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've, I've, I actually started being an entrepreneur because I fell in love with seeing somebody else kill it as an entrepreneur. Sure, right. Like, I didn't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body, and and that's what drove me. Sure, it was like, man, I want that. Well, I, but I think that's what drives a lot of entrepreneurs in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah. And then once you kind of taste the blood, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this oh, is yeah. what I like. This is what right. I want to do. Right. Um. That's what happened with me. Yeah. I mean, uh, for sure. There, there's no doubt. Yeah. So just, I think just to kind of wrap it up, I know we're getting close to time, but um, if I could leave, leave us with any thoughts today, it is to really evaluate and know thyself is to, to look at your life, to look at your relationships and ask yourself from a spiritual standpoint, what fruit am I producing? Well, I That's know right. that we said that at the end of the last episode, but Am I investing into people? Am I ministering to people? Am I in a place where I can minister to my own household? When's the last time that I laid my hands on and prayed for my wife? That's right. When's the last time that I prayed over my children? When's the last time that this was a priority to me? When's the last time that, and I say all this to say, I'm a pastor, and I don't always get this right. Mm -hmm. But we have to constantly look and say, "What what do I want my legacy to look like? If I could write this story, number one, I am writing the story, and I can write the story, so we have to understand that. But if I could write this story, what would I want the story to say? And then start living your days, your moments, your minutes, your hours like that because it's those things that lead to a lifetime of purpose. It's not these big, giant events or these big, giant monuments that that. Oh, I got it right then. Then I did went and did my own thing the rest of my life. But you remember me for that. No, your your kids are going to remember were you there? Like were you there? Did right. you pray for them? Did you lead them? Did you give them values? Did you give them something to stand on? Did you teach them the word? <clears throat> did you have the word hidden in you so much that on a moment's notice you could whip out scripture yeah. and you could lead them? And so it's knowing yourself, knowing how to lead your family, because out of everything God's entrusted you with, that is the single greatest, most valuable thing that you could possibly do as a man on this planet. It's not the businesses that you that you build. It's not the the. It's not even the the ministry you do outside of your family. It's it's. Did I lead my children and my wife, my spouse, my husband well? Your legacy. And, yeah. Yep. Amen. That, that, that that that'll preach. Uh, it really will. Um, Thanks for coming on, Zach. Yeah, we always it. we always love having you on, guys. Um, like, subscribe, ring the bell, whatever it is that uh, allows you to hear our podcast. Uh, we help us really get out the word. It. We're trying to spread the love of Jesus, and we are trying to do some kingdom work for Christ. And uh, you guys can help us do that. So, 
uh, tell somebody about the podcast, somebody you think that might, uh, maybe they, maybe they're an entrepreneur. Maybe you see them going a hundred miles an hour and they can't slow down and, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. Um, you know, we certainly don't have it figured out, but I tell you what, we're, we're committed to figuring it out. Yep. And so, I mean, um, I just would encourage you to pass it along and like I say, subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend about it. Thanks so much. We love you guys. Uh, Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.